Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Here's a little snippet by one of the authors from the anthology. My name is Susie Orman-Schnall, and I'm thrilled to have contributed my essay, The S Word, to Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. And what I really don't have time for is to read all of the amazing books on Zibby's podcast. Keely Bergen is the author of Holy Unraveled. She is an entrepreneur, activist, international best-selling author, and filmmaker. Her story of survival and self-discovery has inspired a life dedicated to making a profound impact on people across the globe through business, education, and storytelling. She believes when a person finds their voice and shares their story, they can change the world around them. From the extreme isolation of her childhood growing up in a Catholic cult, Keely has built a global human connection across disciplines. Her business acumen includes co-founding an international strategic marketing company traded on the public market to being instrumental in selling her analytics company to a Fortune 100. While making her mark in business, she maintained a determination to turn her trauma into medicine. 
This led her to serve in leadership roles on the boards of multiple international nonprofit organizations, including Friendship Bridge and Maya Impact, that empower women through microfinance, vocal empowerment, and social collateral. Committed to understanding the inner workings of strong women, Keeley set out on a journey producing a movie with Dr. Jane Goodall. Dubbed by Jane as, quote, the real story keeper, she spent two years traveling with Jane, sitting with the chimpanzees in Gombe, and conducting exclusive interviews with Jane, her son, grandchildren, and those close to her for an unprecedented look into Jane's life. Her work has been acquired by the Walt Disney Company and will be the first narrative feature film about Dr. Goodall. Kelly's best-selling memoir, Holy Unraveled, delivers a gripping portrait of a resilient young woman, woman who turned her deep shame into awe-inspiring dignity and grace. She is currently in development with anonymous content to bring Holy Unraveled to the screen. Her passion to bring women together led her to found Be Tribes and help them ignite their inner compass and make profound transformations in their lives through curated tribes, curriculum, and coaching. Be Tribes is meant for women who want to be the heroine of their own journey. Kelly is a gifted speaker with a message of hope, resilience, and the power of storytelling that has been shared on national stages and magazines, NPR tours, podcasts, university lecture circuits, and webinars. And now that I've read her bio, I realize I completely forgot to ask her about this whole movie with Jane Goodall. So you'll have to go for information about that somewhere else, but there'll be lots more to talk about. So listen anyway. Welcome, Kiel. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Now Time to read books, to discuss Holy Unraveled and everything else. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I love your pup in the background. Thank you. Yes, she's shaking herself around and, you know, (laughs) wants to be a part of this. Thank you. Like a good dog should. Like a good dog should, yes. Okay, would you mind telling listeners about your memoir, why you even decided to write this memoir, and and the crux of it, and why it's become this best-selling book that everybody needs to read? Yeah. I can tell you the process was difficult. Just even deciding to put your own story in the world is one decision. And then to put in all of the family secrets that you really aren't supposed to share into the world, at least that's what I was taught. It was a long journey. And I really appreciated my agent who's in LA said, after she read it, she said, I want you to go away for six months and think about if you're ready to put this in the world or not. And I really appreciated that question because my immediate was, well, of course I am. Let's go, let's go. And instead it gave me a lot of time to just think and say, what could the repercussions be? And at the end of the day, I realized that, you know, I've been traveling the world, helping other women tell their story. I worked in Guatemala, Vietnam, Cambodia, all over. And watching a woman tell her story is just this beautiful opening of her heart and her soul and her mind and all just the amalgamation of all of that. And I realized at the end of the day that I can't ask other women to tell their story if I'm not going to tell my own. And so that was the reason I decided to tell it because I want everyone, man, woman, child, I want them to feel free to tell their story. And especially the ones, the stories they don't want to say out loud. Those are the ones that are, for me, those are the ones that unlocked me, that released the shame and the guilt and the fear and made me realize we're all really humans and we can help each other through our story. So that's how Holy Unraveled came to be. It took me seven years to write, but when I went back and, and counted the days, that's how I saved the document over time. It was really only 89 days. Oh, that's interesting. And so, yeah. So the writing process was, it was, I allowed it to be what it wanted to be and take the, the, the pieces that I could write that day and, and write those and not force myself into anything, which was great. 
So when you were debating at whether or not you felt ready to put this out into the world, what parts of it were holding you up the most? Like which parts did it take the longest to sort of come to terms with and decide to include? And did you end up taking yeah. others out? Yeah, it was a, it's a great question. I think as a child, you grow up and you think whatever you're growing up in is normal, or I did. Like this must be the way people are, but it isn't the way. It, we all have such a unique upbringing, right? I mean, not all. And some people say, oh gosh, I, I grew up and I had a great childhood. And I had great parents and I celebrate them. But there's good, there's going to be some along the way that makes you who you are, whether it's a capital T trauma, a small T trauma, an emotional something, you hated high school, whatever it is. And so I would say the hardest part for me was definitely writing my childhood to go back and visit. My dad was a leader in a Catholic cult and that to just go back and visit that and see how women were really repressed and still are in a lot of ways, that was really difficult to go see. And and just, but it was also a beautiful journey to say, it really did make me who I am. I really wouldn't be the woman I am today and doing the work I do today if I hadn't been through a lot of the things I went through, which was, you know, your voice doesn't matter. You don't matter. Women shouldn't you know, women should just get married and have babies. That's it. And I'm, I got married and had babies. So I love that part too, but I wanted to do also, I wanted to bring other women into that fold and support them in whatever they wanted to do. Well, the scene with your dad, when you were sort of hiding from him and having to choose the stick and the bleeding when he, I mean, that was so intense. I'm like, just to, I, you know, for a child to go through just as one minor example, right? But just even that terror, having someone you trust turn against you in that way, right? The place you're supposed to be the safest suddenly becomes the least safe. I mean, it's a lot to that to navigate life like before and after that moment. I mean, I'm putting this, yeah. you know, I'm putting words in your mouth here. I would imagine or whatever well, from what no, you've written. Right. I think the hardest thing really to be is just if you grow up, and your mom and your dad don't nurture you and love you and care for you and make sure you're okay and in the world, then why should anybody else care? Mm -hmm. Right? So the worthiness piece was probably the hardest one for me to finally get to. And it took me decades to say, I am, I am worthy. I am worthy. And I, I just say it over and over. It's in my essence statement. It's in the book, but I had to come up with who am I? And then move into those words slowly, but surely about the positive side of, of who I am. But I'm, I'm so happy I'm there and that if I could give any gift in the world, it would be to let everyone know their worth and to have hope for no matter what you've been through, whether it's happy, sad, miserable, tragic, there is hope on the other side for a really happy life. And so what got you to that realization? Being alone. I would have to say uh, it's in the book. It's the book is broken out in three segments. The first is my childhood, as we talked about kind of crazy and charismatic renewal and, and Catholic stuff and abuse. And, and then the middle part was me escaping, trying to escape all of that. So I left, I left my family I, and I moved and I was on my own and all of that, but it's like, I was chasing adrenaline to try to make sense of it all. Like there was no more, no, no person to put a boundary on me anymore. So I was just kept escalating until I was really making very, very poor decisions and breaking into drug dealers' houses, you know, bad decisions. I woke up and thought, I might not live. 
Like this is, I have to make a decision. Do I want to live? And I didn't want to die, but I didn't know how to live. And so I was in this juxtaposition of life and death kind of thing. And it's funny to think back because I just hitchhiked to Canada and I didn't have much money. I didn't have many belongings, but I remember that there was a priest there that I trusted and I thought he would, I thought he was there. He wasn't there when I got there, but I did end up seeing him again. But I went to this, it's called a lay apostolate community, a Catholic community in Canada where I lived in silence with 150 other people. We spoke during meals and things like that. But I think it was that, again, that juxtaposition of Catholicism on one side, which was, you know, my dad trying to be God, really. And there was Catholicism on this side in a lay apostolate community of just love. They just, they just loved me. I showed up on their doorstep and they took me in and I worked. I sheared sheep and killed chickens and milked cows and, you know, picked strawberries for days on end and washed handkerchiefs like it's in the book. But we all helped each other to live. So while I was cooking a meal, someone else was cutting down wood. Someone else was milking a cow so we could have milk. It was just this beautiful synergy of life. And that taught me love. It's taught me that we can care for each other in the smallest of ways. One of their mantras is do little things exceedingly well. And I loved that because I might be cleaning someone's handkerchief, but I'm going to do it really well. I'm going to do it with love. And I think that's what healed me, the silence to go deep inside myself to figure out how, who I was and that I was lovable. And then these people surrounding me with that same, that same love, that same acceptance. Wow. I know you wrote about your journey so beautifully. I mean, it's not easy, right? I mean, some of the paths are just so you wouldn't expect necessarily. I was even telling my kids this morning when I was talking about the books I was covering and because I like to, you know, keep them in the loop about books, also to show them that like books are not just like boring black and white things. Like you open them up and right. you crack open someone's story and you're like, anyway, I was discussing this whole silence retreat situation and they were like, what? She did, you know, how did she do that? I'm like, I know it's amazing. <laughs> so yeah. She doesn't know how she did it either. I, know. I mean, a year was a long time. I, I thought maybe I'd last, you know, a week or so, but to be there, I was over, it was over a year and it was a thing oh for sure gosh. to be quiet that long. Wow. Yeah. And to live in community, I think that part too, 150 people. It's not like we all had our own room. You know, it was, it was one dorm for all the women. So it was, it was challenging, (laughs) but I loved it. Loved it. And then what has it been like as a parent getting the opportunity to sort of rewrite history with your own kids? Mm, That's a beautiful question. Thank you. I have three boys and I know that they know they are unconditionally loved. They're so loved and they are allowed to make mistakes They are allowed to have their opinions. They're allowed to disagree with me respectfully. They're amazing boys. And I think that's what can come out of a lot of trauma sometimes is this this beautiful, I have three beautiful gifts to give the world, you know, and I watch them now I have 21-year-old and two 15-year-olds and I watch them move in the world in such a safe manner. Like they're safe. They know they're safe in the world. They know they're loved. They know that they can ask for what they need. So that's been, I mean, obviously they're my three greatest gifts. And probably my book being my fourth, (laughs) you know, not to mention my boyfriend and my puppy and all of that, but it's just birthing that story gave me so much of myself back. And how did they feel about the book? Uh, Well, they're not allowed to read it until they're 18. Okay. 
and my 18, there's just a lot in there that I don't think any son wants to hear their mom went through until they, they have a certain level of maturity. My 21 year old decided not to read it at 18. He started to read it last year and said, I, I can't read it. I'm too mad at, my, at your dad. So he hasn't, no one's read it yet. Wow. But I have one son who said, I can't wait to turn 18. I'm like, Ooh. okay. <laughs> so that, I got three years. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed by your ability to enforce that rule. I feel like I can't enforce any rules anymore. I mean, I shouldn't admit that. That makes me sound like a bad mom, but I'm just like, any rule I can enforce feels like such a major victory, you know? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Wow. Wait, so tell me then about B tribes, because that's like so fascinating too that you started the whole, this whole other area. Like, yeah. So tell me about that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Oh, if I, my dream for the rest of my life is to write and to run B, my company. I, I love it so much. So it's so it came out of all of this work I've done with women around the world. And I've kind of put it together. And it's all about vocal empowerment. It's about transformation. It's about igniting whoever you are on the inside, bring it to the world. It's really, it's about making a profound impact. And what do you want your impact to be? Do you want it to be raising your kids? Do you want it to be a business? Do you want it to whatever you want to be? That's why I named it B. Be in that. Be in that moment even. You can be happy, sad, mad, pissed off, angry, passionate. Wherever you are, be there. And you will have a group of women surrounding you to hold you in that, whatever that is for you. So we put together small tribes of women, like about 12 to a tribe, and we kick off a six-month curriculum together. And it is the most transformative thing I've ever been a part of to watch these women for six months, hold each other, support each other, both professionally and personally. And, you know, one of the major tenets is that we're all the teacher inside and we're all a student inside. And it just depends on the topic, right? So there's, if you put that many women together, 12 or so, 
there's such wisdom, that collective wisdom that happens. And then when you put kind of the sacred circle around it to say, we've got each other and we're not going to share what you share. We're only going to hold you gently accountable to be the best woman you can be. So we do that over and over again. And we kick it off in Mexico, which isn't terrible. (laughs) We get get an amazing beach trip out of it. And four days in Mexico. And then we start our six-month curriculum doing a lot together. And we also, we meet on Zoom every other week because the women are all over the country. And then we come together at the end of six months for another retreat up in the Rocky Mountains where we just celebrate each other. So it's, it's a beautiful, I just feel blessed. I get to watch these women grow and change and trust and become who they are really meant to be. It's fantastic. How do you pick the women? Right now it's been, so it's been going for four years. I I stopped during COVID obviously. Uh, We went online for a little while, but they really come to, they come from Holy Unraveled. They come from word of mouth from the other, from the other B people. Really that's all it's been right now. I'm really in a process of solidifying like the curriculum is now really solidified my pivot during the pandemic was to make sure that we are exactly who we say we are and we are and the curriculum supports that so now we're going to start expanding we'll be doing a lot more tribes moving forward we're going to do four next year and i i want to hold on to this as long as i can and in the in the closeness of it before because it could go big fast and i and i want I want it to be really just all, all ours for a little while, this this team of women and myself. So yeah, it's been really great. We're kicking off one in at the end of September, and then we have another one kicking off in January and then subsequent. So I'm really excited. And I want to, I can't wait to go to Mexico. <laughs> Where are you going in Mexico? I ran a whole place, Riviera Maya. Oh yeah, yeah. So we have this big 16 bedroom home. It's very insular because I want the women to feel as safe as possible as they're I, I tell them we're going to spoil you rotten and crack your heart open at the same time. So wow, it's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish I had time to do something like that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. it. <laughs> it really does. If people listening want to be one, in one of your tribes, how do they sign up or where do they get more information and all that? Yeah, please come to keelbergen.com. It's K-E-E-L-E. And the Bergen is B-U-R-G-I-N.com. And you will see B tribes right on there. And my creator of opportunities is is awaiting to hear from you. And then I'd love to, to chat with them as well. Amazing. Yeah. Everyone at works at B has been through B, which is really cool too. They all, they've all been through the process and have changed themselves and now they want to give back. And so it's a beautiful circle. So do you obviously have like B alumni stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. That's great. Mm-hmm. How wonderful to like, not only record and share your experience in the book, but but really turn it all into something that helps other people. I mean, that is, mm-hmm. you could have continued down these other paths so easily, right? Or just not even been here. I mean, there are all these times, you know, it's it's such a blessing. I mean, it sounds ridiculously hokey. I'm sorry, but it is like what you're doing and then to connect other people and all of that. I just interviewed right before you, and I don't know where in the schedule everything will come out. So, but I did just interview this other author who wrote a book about how to be sad. And part of the blessing of sadness and trauma is an increased ability for human connection. And I feel like this is like case in point, right? This should be like, you know, <laughs> the, the, yeah. you know, cause 
people who have gone through stuff, there's this need to band together and you're literally doing that with your business model. I mean, that's like what you're doing. So it's great. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing women. I mean, it doesn't have to be someone who went through trauma either. It can be someone who just wants to be happy. Yeah. Who doesn't uh, want to be happy? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. like, I, I interviewed her for position on this B tribe and she said, I said, what is it? You know, what's the thing? And she's like, she's got a great career. She's chief marketing officer, publicly traded company. You know, she's like, I just want to learn how to be. Mm -hmm. I just want to be, I want to be happy, you know, and just be able to be wherever I am. So it's like, it's all walks of life, which makes it even more special. And I feel blessed just to be able to watch it and see the partnerships and see how people's lives change and to see what could have been really, really awful life for me to be so happy. I just feel so grateful. And I just want people to hear that, that there's so much hope through trauma, you know? That's amazing. So what are your future writing plans? Do you have any, are you going to do more books? Are you? Yeah. So my, yes, I really need to get on my second book (laughs) after I launch this next drive. I keep telling myself, I don't know any motivational tips that you have. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everybody else would say, just do it, you know, but I don't know. I think I mean, motivational tips. Well, you keep talking and I'll think of five tips. <laughs> well, I just need to get to doing it. I, I need to remember that it was really 89 days. I just had to sit down and do it. It's just, there's so much I want to do in the world, but writing, writing is so close to my heart. I, I, some of my favorite days of my life were staring out the window of my writing studio and being able to have that freedom to just write. And so I won't really pick up where I left off. I had the outline of chapters. It's going to be more about what I really want to talk about is the things that people don't want to say out loud. I want to talk about what it feels like to be cheated on. I want to talk about what it feels like to lose a child. I want to talk about what it feels like, like the hard subjects that I believe can really bring us together is where I want to spend my time and my energy. And so I want to write about things that have happened to me that have most likely happened to others and have that dialogue and have that conversation and, and talk about how I got through it. And hopefully they can help them get through it. Well, this is going to sound like overly simplistic, but it seems like most books and most people's desire to reveal secrets is the major sort of propulsive force in in narrative, right? Somehow working through their something they're ashamed of, something that they hadn't told before, something that, and then the flip side of that is is making sure it's seen, right? So like I just interviewed, not, I don't usually talk about other interviews, but I have an interview yesterday, this man, Jesse Thistle, who wrote From the Ashes, which is this beautiful Canadian memoir, which you should totally pick up and read because he's overcome. You should actually, the two of you should really meet if you want me to, I'll connect you. But anyway, his whole thing, and he's from an indigenous people is that, you know, for collective trauma, you, it has to be witnessed for it to be overcome in some way. Absolutely. And I just Absolutely. feel like that's like, for everyone who keeps the secrets, you cannot heal until you share it and 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 have it be like seen intended to to move on. Yes. So anyway, I see you and I hear you, right? <laughs> I see you. I hear you. And people need to hear that. I work with the Mayan culture in, in Guatemala, so I really understand that. And and like you said, who doesn't love the hero's journey? Yeah. Right? Just to say there was this call to adventure. Am I going to take it or not take it? And my call to adventure was to write this book and it changed my whole life. I mean, my whole life changed my marriage. It changed my, where I lived. It changed my work. It changed so much. And, and to sit in gratitude for that and to offer that to others as a gift, 
hopefully that they'd pick up and run with. Yeah. Wow. I think that might just be the real use of literature in addition to, you know, intellectual stimulation and teaching and, you know, I, I just, or at least for memoir and some narrative fiction and I don't know. I think that's why as a culture, it's so important because well, without it- We don't talk about it. Yeah. Where does, the, 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 the trauma, the worst trauma would be if we didn't talk about it. Right. Right. Yeah. So saying it out loud. Yeah. Anyway, this is not, you know, these are, you know, very deep thoughts this morning, but, you know, I do think that, anyway, people talk about why is reading important and all this stuff, but you're witnessing people's pain and that makes them able to live. And there's like mm-hmm. nothing more important than that. Yeah. Turning it to medicine, right? Yeah. If you can right. take your own things and give it to someone else's medicine. Yeah. Like I got through this, you can do it too. I've had thousands of people reach out and say, that happened to me and I hadn't been able to tell my mom or that happened to me. And I finally said it out loud. And, you know, I, I always, always tell people, make sure you have the support when you say it out loud too. You know, I don't want right. you to just yes, that's scream right. out loud that's and right. not have that support when it's over, yep. when you go home, but you can always, you know, find those people that you can say all those things out loud and say them in, in, in the time that you're ready in the time to heal. Yeah. For me, it was, I, I did a lot of EMDR therapy and that's what allowed me to really be healed. I mean, I, I don't have, I, there's always going to be scars from childhood, but they're not, they're not prevalent in my life at all. I really want to explore this EMDR therapy. I've heard so much good stuff about it recently from like trauma experts and grief counselors. And it's like, keeps coming up. I feel like it's the only therapy I haven't tried. So. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I might as well add that's it to the really- list, you know? <laughs> Anyway, it's it's life-giving for sure. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kale. This has been awesome. Really like inspiring, truly. And oh my gosh, the idea of these women in Mexico and all of you guys like sharing stuff in this house. Oh, that's so nice. You should film it. It should be a show. Honestly, you should, you should like do a, should make it right. Anyway. Yeah. If I could make everyone feel safe on the camera, I would do that. But some of the, yeah. When we go deep, I don't think they want it on film, but you never know. That might be a good idea. Right. Fully unraveled some development to go to the screen. Is it? Is That's so great. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, tell me about that. What else can you share? I don't know yet if it's going to be TV series or if it's going to be movie, but I'm working with the people that brought Eat, Pray, Love to the screen wow. and who brought. Yeah. So it's really, really exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. Oh my gosh. So we'll see. To, so cool. to be continued. Amazing. Stay tuned. Well, it was yeah. so great to connect today. Thank you so much. And I'll be following your journey. So cool. Yeah. I'll follow yours as well. So cool. Congratulations <laughs> with all your success. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. It was great to meet you. You too. Take care. We'll do it again. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.